This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Diane, wait, why did you decide to stay in the United States? When did you decide to stay in, this, in the United States? Um, as soon as I got here, I was like thinking of staying here um, because like they, I really met some great people and I've really had great opportunities. Um, and yeah, I really lo- love living here actually. How was... How uh, America different to South Korea? Um, it is actually very different, but since I grew up, since I was little, um, I am so accustomed to the culture and the food here. So it wasn't like a huge difference for me. But um, if you're trying to come from your home country to here um, after um, like what, 20 years, then it could be very different. Um, so for Korea, it's like, um, it's just very different. <laughs> I can't really like think of like a huge difference, but it is it is quite a different culture, um, like the school wise and like the education wise. So lo- lots of differences, but I think because you probably lived here before as well, that that helped. Chiamaka, what was what was the biggest difference for you when you came to the United States, just from a culture perspective? How how is the United States different from Nigeria? What was your experience? Um, I think Nigeria, we have like a sense of community and things. So when I came here, um, I had to find that sense of community um, in America, of which I found amongst like the international students and um also amongst the Americans, which was really, really nice to find. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't say there's any much difference um, culture-wise between America and Nigeria. I would say, because um, in America, I think it's on a first-name basis. Mm-hmm. And in Nigeria, we say Mr. This or Sir ma'am and things so when I came on they were like oh her name is Diane and I was like Mrs. Diane (laughs) I think that was what it was I was like okay I'm not comfortable just calling someone on the first name basis that I know is older than I am so I think that's one of the things yeah that's very interesting Chimaka because I'm just thinking as you're speaking when I came from South Africa 22 years Mm -hmm. ago I remember asking my sister because my sister lived in California before Mm -hmm. she came here before I did and I remember asking her like what is so different like people get up they have breakfast they go to work they go to school you know whatever (laughs) it is they come home they um you know chat to a friend they watch tv they go to bed like Go to a restaurant. Like, what is so different? And and mm-hmm. the thing that I realized coming to America is sometimes there's lots of little things yeah. that are different. Mm-hmm. Diane, you're nodding your head. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Can you think of an example from your side of lots of little things that could be different that was surprising you didn't expect? Um, 
it's like what Chiamaka said about calling first names because that's very, very, very unusual um, for okay. me living in South Korea because you have to really respect your elderly and um, it's like calling their <laughs> first names, it was like a very rude behavior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So lots, lots to get used to. Um, Chiamaka, when did you decide that you wanted to stay here? When I got into nursing school, I said, I'm going to stay here um, because I just love taking care of people. And I feel like the United States is just very diverse, especially with its patients. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to take care of these people and hopefully get enough knowledge and um, skills to go back to my home country and change a few things here and there over there. So that's what my end goal is. So that's why I decided to stay here. Okay. So you made that decision. So Chris, mm -hmm. when an international nursing student decides that they want to live in the United States, what is the process? How do they go about that? To live in the United States? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to echo what, what the other panelists have said. I mean, one of the nice things, one of the great things really about America is just the rich mix of cultures that we have here in the United States. You know, Tanya, as you've mentioned, you came from South Africa many years ago. Uh, my family, my mother was born and raised uh, in, in Italy, actually. She didn't come to the U.S. till she was about 16. Um, and so uh, that that is real, you know, in, in America, we sometimes call it the American mosaic. It's this idea uh, or this melting pot of multiple cultures that um, that it's it's really wonderful that you can eat different foods and experience uh, different uh, different lifestyles from different people all around the country. And yet you can also still maintain a lot of the things in your home country. So I know when I was growing up. We would speak, uh, my, my mother and her, my grandparents would only speak Italian around the house, for instance. And so they brought a lot of that back. My grandmother and grandfather, even though they were living in a little plot of land in New York City, they had a little um, garden in the backyard where they grew uh, tomatoes and eggplants and peppers and onion and a variety of uh, vegetables, uh, including even grapes. My grandfather made his own wine in the basement. Wow, Chris. It was really yeah. great. Yeah. And That's he, really cool. Yeah. So it was really <laughs> wonderful. And so this uh, and yet, you know, then I would go back home and I would have friends from whose families were. African and uh, African descent, European descent, uh, Latin American descent, Asian descent, all over the place. So it's really just, uh, you know, really, that, that that's really the one of the best things about America. I agree. Absolutely. Chiamaka and Diane are nodding their head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Chris, so if a, an international student wants to stay in the United States, what are the pathways that are open as an option? Yeah. So the number, you know, assuming you want to stay in the United States, you know, so one method that we don't talk a lot about is that, and it's very common, is people who come to the United States for college uh, and education are young. And so one method and uh, is is they meet an American national, an American citizen. And, um, and that's great. And then that would be called a family path to a green card. Um, and we can help out or a lot of immigration attorneys around the country can help you out with that. And so that's one method. Uh, and it takes about a year or so. Uh, different cities move a little faster or slower, depending on volume. Uh, but that's one path. And if you 
uh, marry a U.S. citizen. You'll go through an interview process. The U.S. government is concerned about marriage fraud. I doubt it would be anybody on this call. Uh, mm -hmm. But there is some marriage fraud that happens, and therefore every marriage case has to go through a process of filing a petition and then going and sitting in an interview with their spouse and a U.S. immigration official. Uh, so that's one way. Uh, the second way, perhaps the dominant way that most people here on this call will go, is it similar to an overseas case, except the last step in the process doesn't take place in Manila or Seoul or Lagos or wherever you're from, um, but it takes place, the interview takes place here. So again, I'll use my example of the University of Cincinnati Nursing School here. So you're, if you're at the University of Cincinnati Nursing School and you're going through the nursing school process and you're getting towards the end of the process and you call up uh, Tanya and you say, hey, I'm getting to the end of the process and I would like to now um, maybe help you or have you help me find a position at a, at a, at a, um, at a hospital in, let's say, San Diego, and Tanya and the kinetics team are able to help you out with that. Then that hospital would no. start. <laughs> I said we can. They can. <laughs> they do it many, many times, and they've been doing it very well for many, many years. I can tell you that for all the listeners. Uh, then what will happen is uh, that that university hospital, that hospital, excuse me, will then file what's called your I one forty, and. Often, at the same time, they will file something called an adjustment of status, and that's the pathway where it, it veers off from the NVC process. But the adjustment of status, it's different than the NVC process, but I think for the purposes of this call, I think we can just think of it as really just the interview takes place in America rather than in Seoul or Manila or Lagos or London or wherever else you are in the world. Okay, so thank you, Chris. So it would be a green card, but an adjustment of status green card. Correct. So we generally say that there's two pathways to the green card from a processing standpoint, and that's the NVC or consular process path, which is one path. And that's, I think, Tanya, I think you'd agree with me, that's the dominant path. That's the path that most nurses enter the United States. But then there's a second path which is called the adjustment of status path. And that's what happens when you're already lawfully in the United States, typically on something like a student visa. Okay. So that would then be the next step. Student visa is a non-immigrant visa. Green card or permanent residence, which Chris has just been speaking about, is an immigrant visa. So this is where you would get permanent residency. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. So Diane, can you share your experience with the adjustment of status process? Um, it's from been, the nurse's perspective. Um, it's been actually very smooth, like kinetics and um, the lawyers there um, really helped me a lot to, you know, file the all the forms that I needed. And it wasn't really difficult. Like whenever the lawyer asks you something like, oh, you need this document and you just have it ready and get it sent out. And um, yeah, so far it's been very smooth. Okay, good. 
So, and where are you in the adjustment of status green card process? Um, I, um, I haven't really heard any updates, but I did submit all my documents so far. So I'm just waiting on um, any updates that I need to um, like send or like um, uh, have a set date for uh, an interview. So okay, so right, right in the middle. Yes. <laughs> okay, Chiamaka, what is the uh, the adjustment of status green card process been like for you? Um, just like Diane, it's been very smooth for me, actually. Like, um, I think I started the process January of this year and all the documents have been submitted and I'm still waiting on an update, maybe for like, I think the next thing is biometrics. Um, so I think I'm waiting for that. I haven't gotten an update since um, June, July. So, but... Um, I'm hopeful to get an update very soon. So. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So a lot of waiting, Chris. Why does it take so long? Chiamaka has done everything that she needs to do. The lawyers have done everything they need to do. Her employer's done everything they need to do. Kinetics has done everything they need to do. Why all the waiting? Because the one entity that never does what they need to do is the U.S. government, unfortunately, Tanya. Well, they do do it, Chris. They it do it. They just do time. it in a much slower timeline. Yeah. They do it in a much slower timeline. I mean, the good news is we see extraordinarily high approval rates uh, during the adjustment of status process. So I think one thing that I'd like people to take away from this is even though it's slow, that doesn't mean that there's someone at the U.S. government who's pouring over every inch of your application and looking for a reason to get you knocked out on a technicality or anything like that. No, 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 that, that's not happening at all. Your case is up on a shelf and it's just sitting there for weeks and weeks and months and months and quarters and quarters and sometimes years and years. It's not that someone is spending time going through it. The U.S. government, to be fair to them, are extremely backlogged right now. They spent about two, two and a half years like the rest of the world, uh, understaffed, not coming into work, not doing their jobs timely, not because they didn't want to, but because of course the global pandemic related to COVID. They are now getting back into the swing of things. And so, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic, um, but the uh, but so, so again, good news. I don't no higher risk of denial that it takes a long time. Bad news. It does take a long time. Yeah. So and I think, Chris, you would agree that we definitely are seeing the government catching up some of the backlogs that we experienced due to the pandemic. Correct. Yeah, I think that's right. I agree with you. Yeah, so there's progress, which is good, which is exciting for Chiamaka and Diane. Um, yeah. To be able to get that green card is a great day. So that's what we want for, for both of you and Chris, an OPT and a CPT. What is, what is that all about? Oh, yeah, no, that's a good question, OPT and CPT. So they're related. Well, let's take them one at a time. So CPT, which stands, by the way, for Curricular Practical Training. What that means is while you're attending school here in the United States on your F-1 student visa, you are sometimes, uh, with your uh, school's approval, uh, allowed to work as part of your curriculum, which is why it's called curricular practical training. So, for instance, it might be 
that you're going to work at a hospital part-time while you're also attending school because the work that you'll be performing uh, is related to your curriculum. And by the way, and you can also earn some money while you're doing that. So that's called curricular practical training. OPT, which is optional practical training, that happens after you've graduated for a one-year period for most nurses. So for instance, if you graduate from nursing school in May of 2023, maybe you're going to pursue a green card with your new U.S. hospital employer. And there's going to be a period of time before your green card's approved. As we've talked today, it can sometimes take a while. Well, what optional practical training allows you to do is to work during a one-year period after you graduate. And typically what happens is during that one-year period, you either get the green card or if you don't get the green card, you've progressed far enough through the green card process that we can actually extend your work authorization through another process that isn't worth getting into. The important point is you would go from student visa, graduate, optional practical training, hopefully a green card, but if not, an interim period with an EAD card and then ultimately your green card. Okay, so that gives us a great roadmap. Diane and Chiamaka, did your schools have the option for a CPT or an OPT? Because some schools do and some don't. You both not in your head. Diane? Yes. Um, our school offers CPT and o both um, OPT. So um, if you wanted to work um, during the semester, um, you could also get the CPT. And after the school curriculum is done, then you could also get the OPT, which the whole entire process was very smooth as well. Um, our school like administrator helped me a lot throughout the process. Okay, so and and so did so did you take up the CPT so you were able to earn some money while you were a student? Actually, I did not apply for CPT, but I was able to work at school. So that didn't require any CPT. So you could get any kind of jobs inside the school. And um, I've been helping out in the admissions office with some a lot of paperwork part time. And it was great. Okay, good. So that was a great way for you to earn some money. Yeah. Um, while you were while you were um, uh, there as a student, mm -hmm. Chiamaka, you I think you were nodding your head as well about the CPT and OPT option. Did your school offer that, and 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 did you make use of that? Yes, um, they did offer OPT and CPT. I did not use the CPT, but I did use the OPT. Okay. So, so that I'm sure was also very helpful to give you the opportunity to work and earn money and gain experience. Yes. Chris, if you are a student on a, an F1 uh, visa and you know that your school offers an OPT, at what point should you start looking for an employer? Yeah, we generally recommend early in your last year of college. Okay. So, um, so that gives us a, gives you a really good idea because I know from the kinetics perspective, sometimes we have students that just don't kind of realize the timing or pay attention to it, and they might use their OPT and get to the end of the OPT, and that's when you come into difficulties. What happens, Chris, if somebody's working on an OPT, getting towards the end of that time frame, and then they kind of wake up and say, oh, my goodness, I need to get an employer, get an adjustment of status green card? What are some of the, the mistakes sometimes that you see people make? 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly it. The mistake is waiting too long. Once that happens, then you really want to talk to your immigration attorney to see what kinds of options you have. Because the reality is, is if you don't have that OPT, then really at the end of your graduation, you're going to have to leave the United States. So the, the, the problem is waiting too long, which is always the case in immigration. You know, whenever anyone suggests you should start something early, you should certainly start something early. Okay, so that's a really important point for anyone who's on a student visa in the United States, thinking of coming here with a student visa to pay attention to the timelines and what is required if you are going to be on an F1, moving to an OPT, and the timing to get an adjustment of status green card. Diane and Chair Maka, tell us about living and working in the United States now that you are here working. Diane, what is that like? Tell us a little bit about it. Um, I actually love it since I'm so used to the American culture and, um, but Louisiana has been really like my first time living here. So, um, it was kind of hard to get used to the weather, but besides that, um, like working here like three days a week and it's just perfect for me. <laughs> okay. So you're loving it. Mm -hmm. What do you like about living in Louisiana? Because Louisiana is a fun state. There's a lot yes. to see and do. Yes, all the people are so friendly down here, and um, they have they really do have the southern charm, which I'm starting to learn about. And um, yeah, <laughs> so you're and enjoying the, it. Yes, and the foods. Uh, the food's amazing too. What What is your favorite? Um, I've tried like the alligator and, um, wow. like, yeah, the crawfish Whoa. too. <laughs> what does it taste like? <laughs> it tastes like chicken, but it's so tender. I really do like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. And have you traveled in Louisiana or surrounding states? Um, not really. No, not really. I haven't traveled much yet. Okay, so it's still early days, but I'm sure lots to see and do. And mm -hmm. um, Chiamaka, tell us about living in uh, and working in the United States now as a registered nurse. It's been so exciting. It's been just a dream come true, actually. Um, like Diane said, like three days working, four days off, which is just absolute bliss. Um <laughs> I want to say New Orleans and Houston, like there's not much of a difference with the weather. Um, so I'm really used to, if you're used to Houston, you're used to hot and humid. somehow. Yes, <laughs> hot and humid. It's just, uh, I would say New Orleans is like more humid than mm -hmm. Houston, but the people are great. They do treat you like family and they do welcome and accept you very quickly. Um so far, I think I've been to Baton Rouge and Lafayette and Baton Rouge because that's where the African store is. And they don't oh. have one in yeah, oh. they don't have one in New Orleans. <laughs> so I have to go over there to get some stuff for myself. Okay. Um, but it's it's a really nice place. Obviously, the food is great. I haven't tasted alligator yet, but <laughs> so maybe one day. 
That's that's going to be the next thing to try. Lots of fun yes. things and new things to try, which is so mm-hmm. is so amazing. Well, we really are so happy for both of you. And I think with that, we kind of are coming to the, the end of the show. Um, and I want to thank our panel, Diane, Chiamaka, and Chris so much. This has been such an interesting discussion. I know that Diane and Chiamaka can be a little bit nerve-wracking, Mm-hmm. to come on the show and to share your experiences, but you both, but both did a phenomenal job and I know have inspired so many nurses all over the, the world with your story and your success in coming to the United States as a student and now living your American dream and, and getting your green card and, and just we, we wish you only the best. And, and Chris, who's a regular on the show, we will see you next time. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.